That's the other show. Sorry. Hey, guys. It's me, Alex. I haven't done a solo show in a while. I forgot. My name's Alex. The other show I do is John and Alex Hate Stuff. There, now you know. That reminds me. So, I've noticed on the uh, download tracking that more people are listening to the show lately uh, than, than in the past. Not than in the past. Wait, let me say this. I'm trying to catch people up to what the show is. That's what I'm saying. And the reason for that is I notice there's what must be either new listeners or listeners coming back. So let me break down what the Alex cast is very quickly. By very quickly, no, I probably mean that. I don't really have a lot to say about this. So the show is very much based on uh, what I feel like talking about, which probably is pretty fucking obvious because it's called the Alex cast. Pardon me as I put my keyboard down. Uh... If you're new to the show, I would recommend heavily just reading the show notes before you listen to any given episode. Because sometimes, uh, a lot of the times, lately, I talk about spirituality, the occult, general weirdness, that sort of thing. Um, sometimes I'll have guests on that aren't into that, so we'll, you know, complain about how much we hate Donald Trump. Or talk about awkward things that happened to us whilst walking home. Or how much dating sucks, etc., etc., you know? So yeah, if you're new to the show, and you're like, hey, I want to listen to the show that was recommended to me, I would recommend going back and uh, listening to the episodes that grab your, suit your fancy. Hell, you might like the other ones, whatever, but it, this show has been going on. Ooh, I'm about to have like a really sweet segue. This is exciting. So this show has been going on since 2010. Uh, we think it's kind of hard to go back because I move servers, etc. There's no reason to tell you about the minutia, but anyway, 2010 the show started. Let's just go with that. And it started uh, in the wild west of podcasting, well before podcasts had any real form or function. Frankly, it was just weirdos talking to microphones. There was no money. There was no anything. I mean, this was before cereal, if you can imagine that. And uh, that's where the show came from. So the show is from the era of creative, weird podcasts. And podcasts now are so specific uh, that I think when people find a show like this, it's kind of jarring. So I felt like I should maybe check in and explain that it's like this is actually like a free-wheeling, wide-ranging show. And it's not, you know, it's not like that's the most unique thing in the world. But a lot of people that are into podcasts nowadays, a lot of podcasts, you should say, are so specialized that it's weird to hear a show that's all over the goddamn place also i don't know that there's a lot of other shows like mine wherein sometimes it's just me talking to a microphone uh well i mean i know there's no other shows with me doing it but i mean me as the universal constant me as you the royal you talking into a microphone mixed with guest episodes i'm sure there's other ones but i don't i don't know of them but anyway if you're new to the show this is it on solo show it's mostly me rambling 
tonight. I'm going to answer some listener questions because I have some on uh, the Twitter at the AlexCast or AlexCast on Facebook and uh, some other topics maybe that are on there. But anyway, there's a solo show. If you're new to the show, go back and listen to old episodes uh, that sound like they're stuff you like. If you're here for occult and weirdness, I recommend anyone with Eric Arneson because he's on pretty often. Okay, so that's that. Let's, let's do a solo show. No, fuck, sorry. One more one more bit of thing before I start talking about like something uh, more interesting than this. I also have a Patreon. Uh, this is a new thing, or somewhat new, a couple months now. And I don't think I've really mentioned it all that much on this show. So it's patreon.com slash alexbolin. I'll put it in the show notes. So right now on there, there's a full original episode of John and Alex Hate Stuff, which isn't available on the feed. It's Patreon only. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, audio that I did specifically for it, warm-up games that we did before the show. Uh, there's me doing some readings of short stories. There's, I think there's some original writing on there. And for people, for old-school AlexCast listeners, the first hundred episodes of the AlexCast, uh, many of which haven't been available for a lot of years, uh, I uploaded to there. And it's to my own chagrin because it's a really bad idea. A lot of those episodes are fucking terrible. But... You can listen to them. So if you donate five bucks a month or more, you can get all that shit. And there's different tiers, but five bucks gets you the audio and access to everything. And then above that, you get like stickers or, you know, swag and that sort of thing. But anyway, uh, patreon.com slash Alex As I said, I've been doing this since 2010. And other than when my computer exploded and maybe one other time, it's not like I really asked for donations or anything from you guys. So this isn't donation. You're getting free, you know, you're getting entertainment, but you know, pay for shit. Come on. I'm your friend Alex. I'm poor. I'm, I'm one of them starving artists you hear about and then all the newspapers that, because newspapers are the way that people get their information now. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash Alex Bowen. Uh, I think that would be a lovely thing. Okay, so solo episode. I don't really remember how to do one of these, so I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, scrambling for time. Uh, okay, let's answer a question. So uh, frequent uh, question asker, one-time guest, technically two-time guest, Stephanie Quick uh, has joined in because I asked the Twitter audience what I should talk about. And she asked me this. What is your theory of ghosts with personal examples? Have you ever experienced psychic communication with a tree, animal, microscopic life form? And what was that like? And uh, why are you coming down with a cold and lying in bed eating Oreos instead of communing with wildflowers during a super bloom? And she follows up with, what have we done to deserve uh, me entertaining and enlightening us for all these years? Well, you guys haven't done anything, which is where the Patreon comes in. So now is your time to do stuff. Nine years of entertainment. Let's get me paid. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, you guys, I don't know, whatever. You showed up, you answered questions sometimes. That's, that's rad. So you don't have to do anything. You're a podcast audience. You just download shit. It's one of the, this is one of the weirdest art forms where it's like, literally like, like I have to pay for hosting and shit. So it's like, literally I have to pay for other, I'm paying a third person to have, to entertain other people that most of the time I don't even hear from. It's a very odd form of things. I should have gone into musicianship because at least there's a crowd in front of you sometimes. They're like, Hey, they're clapping or they're frowning and booing and, and throwing things at you that, you know, it's immediacy. All right. So here's the questions. My theory of ghosts with personal examples, theory of ghosts. I don't know that I have a theory. I am, I'm 
serially non-committal when it comes to belief in things. Uh, by that I mean, I'm a bit of a materialist at times. I tend to think that that's probably what's happening, which is strange for me to say that since I'm a practicing occultist and I've been flipping over tarot cards since 1995. Uh, <laughs> but I tend to fall back to science and materialism as it's kind of my my ground state and then occasional fluctuations into like you know playing around with belief and other things so it's weird so it's it's i guess i'm like an ultimate agnostic because i'm also i'm also i don't i doubt materialism quite a lot as well but i can't believe in one theory of something because i feel like if you connect to one theory of something then you have the onus of, you know, kind of proving it or, or, you know, falsifiability, I think is the phrase in science. So you have to kind of prove it. To, the idea in science is proving something false. You come up with an idea and try to find the ways that it's wrong. Um, so if you have one overarching theory, like with ghosts, well, let's say, here's a better example. I don't like astrology for this reason. The kind of surface level uh, astrology. I must call it archaeology, which I'm much more fond of. Surface level astrology. People that are like deep into astrology say it's bullshit. You know, your star sign doesn't really mean anything. That shit in the newspaper is horseshit. I, I, I don't really take exception to that because, the, you know, it does seem like horseshit. But then they take it a step further saying, well, it's really deep. If you have your full chart read, it'll it, it actually does something. This is this is real. My issue comes up with that is that that's falsifiable. We could get a data. We're in the era of big data. You could get, let's say, the birth records of everybody that is a Leo with a Aries moon. And if there's a fortuitous time for them to get pregnant, you could check nine months later whether there's a spike in the birth rate of people that are Leo with Aries moon. These are provable facts. The fact that no one's gone out and proved these things makes me very suspect that all astrology is on a deeper level is an overcomplicated system that's so overcomplicated that you get to believe in it. Because if it, if something gets so overcomplicated, so confusing, you can say, oh, well, no, it went wrong because it's on me. It's almost like, um, no, it's not like that at all. I was going to compare it to chess, but it's, I mean, it is kind of like chess where... It almost has this like mystical thing of like the, these grand masters that are so, you know, they have like this extra quality, but really it's just, you know, innate ability and practice. But grandmasters will tell you they know what they're doing. They follow, you know, they follow the, it's, you can show the line of logic and you can see the outcome from it. <clears throat> well, with deep astrology, you can't. And people just go much like going like, ah, I don't understand chess. You go, well, but, you know, I must have done something wrong. It's on me. It's a, there, there's this extra level going on. Um, I, but again, agnostic, totally open to if someone starts showing me data and there should be data to say that, you know, uh, a Libra with a Gemini, whatever, that's got a Pluto in house four would be better at writing. Well, then show me you know, a plus or minus, you know, a, a sigma rated ratio of there's more of them than against the average. And I go, fuck, looks like this is true. Until I see that, I'm on it. So 
explaining my agnosticism, going back to ghosts. If I believed in one theory of ghosts, it would be easy to falsify it. it would be, so the one that I lend towards is the stone tape theory, that the actions of such complex systems as humans leaves an imprint in the, the world around it whether it be in stone or the, the you know, quote-unquote ether or the, the air itself or the magnetic field or whatever it is, we're actually leaving an imprint. And the stronger the imprint, the more that it can be kind of replayed back. So much like a, like a tape from a tape recorder, which I guess it should be the, the stone USB drive now or the stone, you know, MKV file or AVI file. Um, the idea is that it's played back. It's a recording device. The world records the imprint of your action or yourself for a moment, and that's why ghosts tend to repeat their actions, they're stuck in one spot, etc. That's the one I lean towards. However, there needs to be a medium onto which the memory is recorded. So the, the stone tape theory is that certain, well, part one variant of it is that, you know, certain areas are more beneficial or easier to record an imprint into, you know, if you have uh, higher instances of, I don't know, granite, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what they say, but then you, you could look at it. You could say, well, where are granite deposits? Are there larger numbers of ghost reports in that area? Like you would see there should be data to show that. And um, unless someone has shown data, I'm, I'm a little open. I'm, I'm nervous about committing to one theory. That all being said, I think there is something to ghosts. Uh, my only personal real, well, I have two ghost experience. What, I've talked to both of them on the show before, but it's been a while, I think. One, it's definitely been a while. The other, I don't know. But anyway, the house I grew up in was haunted. There was something in the basement. I don't know who or what it was. And the term haunted also, I probably shouldn't say so conclusively, but there was something outside the normal... Newtonian, Einsteinian, Hawkinian, <laughs> sciency universe. Uh, there's something outside of the material view of things that happened in that basement. So I always felt uncomfortable. Mm, that's an exaggeration. I hung out down there a lot. But there were times where something made me uncomfortable down there. And one time, the first time... No, actually, the only time I ever saw something, everything else was a feeling, was I was sitting on the couch in the basement, and it was this, you walk down the steps, and if you made a right down the steps, it was one area of the basement, you made a left down the steps is where the couch was, and the TV, and the place to hang out. So I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and I saw, out of the periphery of my vision, a black figure walk across that other room on the other side of the steps into the far room, which is where there was toys and you know kid shit i thought nothing of it thinking oh it's my brother's friend who was over earlier that day uh it's kind of matt you don't need to know his name but you know details stories are made of details didn't really think anything of it and then i got up and walked upstairs matt had not left the basement i was like oh well that's weird and i see my brother and i'm like hey where's matt and he's like well he left a while ago and it was one of those like oh shit i just fucking you know and it wasn't one of the it wasn't like a, a life-changing experience because it was so, because I didn't react to it at the time, it was kind of like I wrote it off. But then in the days following, you know, you just kind of re-go over and like, oh, that's genuinely weird. And I've always thought that there was something weird in that basement. So 
the rest of growing up, that was when I, I was, I don't know, I'm going to say I was seven when that happened. You know, it could be, who the fuck knows? Seven seems fine. I, I don't have a great memory for what year it is at any given moment, let alone what's when something happened in my past. So uh, the next major kind of ghostly thing about that, uh, this girl came over the house when I was, oh, I don't know, early teens. Let's say, let's say 14, 15 years old. And she was a psychic or claimed to be a psychic. Again, agnostic, yada, yada. So I thought it'd be interesting to bring her downstairs and see what she picks up on. Because there were three areas in the basement that were strange. One was to the right of where the steps, where kind of the far end of that room, there, it felt wrong. And the second was at the post at the bottom of the steps. It felt like there was something in the ground there. And then in when you walk through the TV room, there's another door to go into where the laundry room and kind of the, you know, errata was in. And uh, those are the three spots that I've at, at times felt something from, felt uncomfortable by, made uncomfortable by, something along those lines. So she comes downstairs and just picks up and it like just bangs. She, there is a female force uh, energy coming from over there, and there's something else over there. The thing over there, the over there being the laundry room area, I'm not sure if it's the female energy or something else, but I think that's actually, like, negative. There's something bad over there, and she didn't want to go in that room. Um, so we didn't, you know, force the issue. Um, it was interesting to me, because I, again, talking about data earlier, where those three spots I had in my head previous to her being down there, and I didn't say, oh, I have a haunted basement. I just knew my psychic friend, I knew she'd be willing... I said, hey, let's go downstairs. What what do you feel down here? I didn't say I think there's a ghost. I didn't say I think it's female. Though, to be fair, I'm not sure if I ascribed... Actually, I think I only started thinking the one was female until after she said it. The um, I don't know that there's there was two things. But anyway, there seemed to be like a... At, I thought it was one thing at times being really pissy and then other times being okay... And she picked up on two different things. So maybe it was, there was two, th who the fuck knows? Um, the point is, there was a, there was a, a, a bit of data that was proven. Not that there's proven that there's something, that there's a ghost in the basement, that there's two ghosts in the basement, that, that there's anything in the basement. What was proven was that there was three spots in a random basement that I knew of, did not give her any hint towards or even tell her what I think was happening down there. And she picked those spots out. Which to me is far more difficult to write off than just spooky basement. And that basement wasn't spooky at all. It was, it, I mean, unless you're afraid of 70s decor, it was not spooky. It, it Except for the times that it was spooky. Like it wasn't, there wasn't cobwebs. It wasn't dark. It was well lit. It just looked like the 70s. It was kind of a rad place to hang out, except for when there was weird vibes. So... A uh, girl picks up on that. I almost said her name, which I don't think she would like that. I mean, I haven't spoken to her in 20 years, but either way. Uh, this is going on. I, my family's not exactly close to one another, so it's not, these aren't, it's not like we, we reported back to one another. So I knew about these things. And then years later during a, a Thanksgiving dinner, I don't know how it came up, but I was like, oh yeah, like the thing in the basement. And my brother's like, oh, you saw that too? I'm like, we were like, oh, you know about that too? And then my eldest brother's like, oh yeah, that place is haunted as fuck. And it was like this weird, again, data set where three different people in the house are like confirming that they all had this experience. Now, telling the story, I tell it as 
the haunted basement. What it also could be is, I don't know, radon. Though I'm pretty sure that basement was tested for radon. It could be any various other thing. I, I, <laughs> that, that extensive list I just gave you right there should show you that why I lead towards ghosts. But it's definitely interesting. The other ghost uh, experience I had was uh, when I moved to Portland, where I live now. The second place I li- third place I lived was this old uh, Victorian house. And it had been around since uh, 1890-something, I guess. Maybe 1900-something. Quite old for, for the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I saw... There's, there's a legend about the house that the butler was still there from back when it was... I think it was owned by the, the old mayor of East Portland or his wife, I think it was. And there was a story that the, the uh, butler could still be seen wandering the halls. And... I saw something one night. Um, saw is the wrong word. You know that scene in the 1980s, The Predator, that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where like the the monsters in the woods. I think it's a, yeah, it's an alien. It's running around in the woods, and it's got this kind of shimmery camouflage that so you can kind of see through it. It didn't look like that, but that's the best thing I can come up with. There seemed to be like a a an area in which the light was wrong walking down the hallway. I think that that's about the best way I could describe it. Cause it wasn't a look. It was like a, it was a, a, a walking area of wrongness and not wrongness. Like there was no like malevolence. There was no anything bad there, but like that this wasn't an area of normal space walking down a hallway. Now the other theory I have for ghosts. So anyway, that wraps up the direct ghost stories. There's probably more, but I have a really bad memory for my life. It's I have low self-esteem. Sorry. If someone reminds me, like, hey, Alex, you told this ghost story, I'm sure I'll remember it. But the other theory, and I just remembered it now, because um, I've talked about this before, is that what we're seeing as ghosts is actually, oh, God, this is the worst word, but it's the word it is interdimensional. That, you know, like... In physics, like, you know, there's all these layers of dimensions kind of stacked up on top of each other. And I don't even know if that's real physics, but, you know, in, in sci-fi physics. And that you can, you know, kind of pop over the universe next door in a very Mandela effect way. Uh, Mandela effect available on Amazon.com, written by Alex Boland. Uh, that ghosts are actually just kind of... Some people use the term time slip, but I think it's more dimensionality. That the dimension next door is there's just somebody in the hallway and there is a weird overlap for some reason you're kind of taking in the data for, for, Ooh, i don't want to use data because it's talking about data in a scientific story but you're taking in the senses from the universe next door so it's not like you're seeing a spooky ghost what you're seeing is you know some dude named larry walking down the hallway because he lives in that house in that universe and you live in it in this universe so he might see a spooky guy sitting on a computer chair looking at him like like a weirdo while I see a, a, a strange void walking down a hallway. Um, that's the other, that's another theory. And I actually, I think I kind of like that one a little better only because it's really hard to disprove, well, equally hard to prove, but hard to disprove. And that makes it like, to me, a little more interesting because, because of the things I said earlier, and I'm not going to repeat myself. Uh, oh, what else did she ask? Hold on. I have to go back to my, my Twitter feed. Uh, theory of ghosts, have ever experienced psychic communication with a tree, etc. 
Uh, no. To, to put a pin in it, no. Uh, mm, I mean, the only... Okay, so I don't think this is the question she's asking, but I can't answer it this way. So I'm not going to go into it again. I've talked about it a lot. If you guys want me to talk about it, new listeners, just tell me. I'll, I'll retell the story. I'll retell it. But I'm microdosing uh, psilocybin mushrooms for mental health stuff. And I have accidentally taken too much. And I think I had communication that way. Like the mushroom tries to teach you something. But that's I don't think that's what you're talking about. Because that's not like a psychic. I guess it's a psychic thing. But it's that's a little bit more like uh, pharmacopoeia-based communication than just straight. I'm talking to an elm in my backyard. Uh, I'm not against sentience of animals, you know, or, or trees or any of that stuff. It's just not something I've really delved into on any kind of deep level. I suppose I, I like crystals and that sort of shit. And I feel like energy from them, but again, I don't feel like that's psychic. I think that's just more funky science. We don't really have a handle on yet. Anyway. Okay. So those are those. Other questions from the audience. Uh, Vanessa, uh, frequent, not frequent guest, been on once. Uh, she asked me about spiritual experiences, my opinion on brands of chips, and ontology and existentialism. Uh, okay, ontology and existentialism, that's too long to go into. Opinion of brands of chips. I like kettle chips. They're delicious. If anybody doesn't like kettle chips, you can go kick rocks. And I'm sorry to use such strong language on the show, but, uh, Kettle chips are delicious. Uh, the, the kettle brand, not my favorite. I like, um, I think it's called Cape Cod kettle chips. Oh, they're fucking good. Uh, when I'm drunk, I like a Pringle, sour cream and onion, which I don't know if they make anymore, or at least the store by me doesn't have them, which is good for I am a hefty fellow and eating an entire tube of Pringles is a bad idea. I think those are my only chips I like. I despise despise from hell's heart I stab at thee salt and vinegar chips vinegar chips are fucking gross though I do like malt vinegar on my french fries which the English call chips I am drawing full circles I feel like this is the best show I've ever done <laughs> uh, spiritual experiences I mean those uh, talking about the ghost things I've talked about on the show before and I don't know that I can really go into it more but I had a in a meditative thing, I had two figures show themselves. Uh, one kind of declared itself to be Sekhmet. The other said nothing. And um, I don't, I don't know that I know who I knew who Sekhmet was before that happened. I, at least that's my memory of it. But it's one of those things where I've read a lot about Egyptology over the years. So it's, I must have just read that name and then it just, I forgot about it because I was into more of the, um, um, archaeology side, less than, you know, the God structure side. Cause they're, their whole just afterlife view, the, the, what do they call it? The duat is really confusing and weird and it's, it's rad as fuck, but it's so precise and like you have to know the right words at the right time, do the right thing. And that feels wrong to me like they that feels i mean it's be, i think it's because of who they were but it's aristocratic it's i don't like 
only certain people can do certain things. Like, I, I think it should be, I think there should be afterlife socialism. I mean, everybody should have the chance to move on to what the next thing is. And having it be that you need to have, you know, certain offerings, need to know certain magic words and that kind of deal. Man, that just feels too specific. Again, I, I think specificity is what I'm railing against, not necessarily falsifiability. Is that it's the same the same thing I I hate it. So I was raised Christian, which has caused me no end of uh, of bother. But the main thing that fucked me up was I was raised Catholic, and the whole you rod in the fires of hell thing. Not even rod, you rod, you burn, you're burn the fires that burn, but do not consume for the rest of fucking eternity. All your nerve endings, constant odds, oh, like the the worst. And it wasn't necessarily like the that happening to me which still scared the shit out of me the thing i always thought about was when i was a kid they were called indians but you know native americans indigenous peoples whatever the the, the good term is now that was the thing that immediately jumped to mind it's like wait a second you're saying all these fucking rad people that lived in north america are going to go to hell because they didn't know jesus like that wasn't even fucking available that's unfair it's the same as like not knowing the magic words they cross over into the duat that's bullshit man you can't do that you can't like fuck a soul over for the rest of eternity just because they're the accident of their birth. Equal opportunities, and even in the afterlife. Uh, I don't know why I started talking. Oh yeah, spiritual experiences. Yeah, so Sackmat talking to me was weird because also she's like this warrior, bathed in blood, badass goddess lady, uh, and I'm not violent at all. Like I'm, I'm a vegetarian. Ah, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm like a Peskets, whatever. I, I don't eat a lot of. I don't eat cows and 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 pigs and most most meat. I have nothing to do with anyone, and, and I don't like animals dying, and I don't want to punch people. And it seemed like an odd choice of goddess to come hang out with me. Um, someone has made a point that her other half was the one that I should be talking to, and maybe that was the reference point. The quiet half was gonna. Who's her other Hathor? I don't remember. But anyway, that that was one. The other thing was, again, an Egyptian deal, uh, kind of spiritual experience, was, so I used to have this writing space. I rented out, like, it was this, the top, it was above a strip club. There was a floor of an old men's hotel, men's hostel, whatever the hell you call it, um, where it's just individual rooms with just a sink. And then there was a common bathroom, and it was just for, like, you know, to, place to hang your hat and go to sleep essentially and this place rented out to artists and weirdos and upstairs was bands and i uh put in with a group of bicyclists that rented out that space so they had a place to stop when they're doing their messaging and i just needed you know i just had a desk set up there to do writing because it was just nice to have like a place that wasn't home that wasn't a coffee shop just a, a place to you know hang my hat and when i was there i would do automatic writing and automatic drawing etc and one of the times I did automatic drawing, automatic writing, I wrote Merkaba and then drew this little Egyptian scene underneath. And I am positive I'd never heard of a Merkaba before, uh, it's, which is part of sacred geometry, too much to go into at the moment. I didn't know about sacred geometry previous to this. I'm positive. Because like a year later, and again, I don't remember my past very well, so it might, might have been two years. The point is, a bit later, I was watching... I think it was the spirit science, which I don't recommend, but they're 
very fun. If you know enough to know the parts that are bullshit, there's it, that's a super fun thing to watch. If you don't know enough to know what parts are bullshit, don't watch that because it's going to lead you down dumb paths. But uh, the the lead guy in that show, I think they call him Patchman, but he there was an episode about sacred geometry and they talk about the Merkaba and I'm like that sounds familiar. Like this this is a those letters like is that the thing? And I still had my my notepad. Uh, that I did my automatic writing in, and I opened it up, and it said Murakaba. I'm like, oh, that's fucked. What the fuck? Like, that's, again, that's like some proof shit right there. That's crazy. Like, that shouldn't happen. Those three random consonants, you know? They're not consonants. What am I saying? They're phonemes. <laughs> I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So that got me into sacred geometry for a while, of trying to figure out what the fuck that was drawing flower of life all over the place and trying to figure out why the hell that would be. I still don't know, to be honest with you. And it, you, it seems like there's something that I should keep going into, but it's like, where, where the hell do you go? It's not, you know, I've meditated. I've asked for Sekhmet to come back and, you know, maybe be a little clearer. I mean, I said it nicer than that. Um, what are the, I mean, I've had a bunch of spiritual stuff. I, have, uh, I mean, on the negative way, uh, again, not really spiritual, but I... Uh, I've talked about this too much, but uh, I had a weird demonic, uh, uh, bad acid trip, uh, a mushroom trip when I was young, um, which definitely molded my spiritual life. Um, what are there any other? Yeah, I mean that's whatever. That's there. There's there's probably a ton more, but those are kind of the ones that jump to my mind right now. Lately, I've been dealing with this. I think I'm remembering a past life or. I'm kind of tuning into another existence where I was a lady, which is weird. It, that's not weird. That sounded kind of shitty of me. I more mean it's, uh, no, that's weird. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not talking about like, I'm, I'm, you know, identifying as a lady. Like I'm like just remembering being one, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Cause I've, so I've been to past life regression uh, before and the two that I could remember, remember is a very, very strong word. The two kind of scenes that were presented to me during the meditation, or the hypnosis, I should say, both of which were male. Now, lately I've been having this memory, and weirdly enough, part of the memory was the name Karen, which is the name for boring, basic people <laughs> on the internet, which is slightly off-putting, because I don't want to be a basic bitch, you know, back in ancient Greece. But I'm starting to remember, which is, so it's, I don't have answers, and I don't, that's why I'm not going into any detail right now, because this is something I need to uh, delve deeper into. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this, either meditation or some kind of, like, scrying instrument. I'm thinking, like, a Ouija board session, um, which may give you a bit of a hint as to who I'm having on uh, next episode. But... Yeah, that's, that's, so this is, oh, I'm in the middle of a weird spiritual thing right now. I don't know what to do about it, though. So we're gonna, we're gonna put a pin in that. Um, but I'll tell you, I'm weirded out by some things that have been happening in my life. Also, let's not, let's not, let's not jump too much to say that I may be just having a massive psychological break. Very possible. Uh, my life is somewhat garbage and would not surprise me in the least if I actually go full bore fucking bananas loco you know i have to be in a in a room near a very tall native american that throws a water cooler through a window that was a weird way to say things i somewhat regret it but i don't edit the show so too fucking bad anyway uh i am done i've been talking for 30 
fucking five minutes. No, wait, wait, I'm going to answer the next thing because I'm not going to remember to do this next time. And I actually do have some recommendations. So uh, Eric Miller, pronounced Miller, that's a that's just for him. He uh, wants to know my favorite recent TV shows. So I have some here because I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much of it. But uh, The Umbrella Academy, uh, based on the comic book, I like... I 70% loved, and then there's 30% that I just thought was, like, meh. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, like, the the bane of a lot of Netflix shows is their pacing is garbage. I'm not sure what's keeping me from really loving it, but there's, there's parts of that show which are delightful. The first episode, there's a dance sequence they do, which is just... Ellen Page fucking kills it. So it's it's kind of worth a watch. I mean, it's I think it's worth a watch, but I have a shitload of time on my hands because, I mean, I just, I don't, you know, I have very little social life. I mean, fuck, I've been doing a podcast for nine years. How much, you know, my, my dance card is pretty empty. Uh, I really love The Dragon Prince on Netflix. It's by the same guys that did uh, uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Really fun, really good show. And what I like, well, one of the things I like about it, and I was going to have a section to talk about this. I have it in my things to talk about in the Alice cast. Uh, notebook here but um i couldn't figure out how to do like a segment that isn't like 30 seconds and this is a great way to do it so on the show there's um there it's basically there's a bunch of kingdoms it's in the mystical past ish doesn't really matter but some of the characters in the show are so there's these um uh, reigning queens like they're married to each other and they don't hang a they don't hang a shingle on it like it's just they're just a lesbian couple which i adore like i it just makes me happy because i'm fucking old it makes me happy to see that, like, the the younger people making stuff are... I don't want to use the term normalizing, because that's a shitty way to... I don't know how to word it, though, but, like, stuff that when I was younger, it would be, like, this big fucking deal. Like, oh, my God, there's there's a lesbian on TV. This is a giant big deal. This is momentous, and let's let's celebrate it. I'm not saying you don't celebrate this, but I like that it's just, like... It's just... That's just the characters. They're just, like, they're just lesbian ladies. Like, that's... It's just that's like in the same way they like, in the same way that you don't go look a cis married couple yay yay they're they're having missionary position intercourse and having children huzzah you know no one does that because it's just it's just life and I like that just life is starting to be portrayed on TV without having to make a big fucking deal about it like I like that you see like autistic characters on TV. Um, Without having to be like, look, it's a autistic person. Let's let's treat it as like a big. It just no, there's just people with autism. It's like I'm reasonably sure I'm on the spectrum myself. Like, it's just it's just life, and I like seeing that. There's also a, a mute lady on the show, which is great because there's no. Well, I mean, they'll part. They'll, maybe they'll do her backstory at some point, which I'll be disappointed by. But they don't explain it. It's just there's a lady that doesn't talk. There's somebody that interprets her sign language that walks that hangs out with her, and they don't hang a big flipping shingle on it. It's I like. I just. It makes me happy that the younger people, and probably the people that make that show are probably my age or older, but I just like that the stuff the kids are growing up with now is just, it's like, like far more progressive, far more reflective of real life. And I think that's rad, which I feel like right now, see, I live in Portland, so right now I'm worried that I'm in quotes of virtue signaling because I like these things. Uh, but it's just, it actually does generally make me happy. So the Dragon Prince, recommend. Uh, here is my, I'm walking out on a limb recommendation. One of the 
dumbest shows that's ever happened in the history of mankind is The OA, also a Netflix show. And I love it. It is fucking stupid. The way the first season ends might be the dumbest reveal of anything ever. And I just, I adore it. Um, the second season might be even dumber. It's, I, I mean, I can't, I, I don't, I'm trying to find a way to describe this without giving spoilers away and I can't. If you have time, watch it. It is so fucking weird. And I think when you get to, if there's a part where you go, oh, this is stupid and you don't like it, then just, man, just leave now. Cause it's not going to start getting more normal. It's the stupid is going to start compiling. And I'm very willing to deal with cheesy and stupid for for my entertainment. And uh, yeah, so that's another recommendation. What else do I like? Into the Badlands, that it's like a Western um, samurai show. It's it's just fun. I mean, it's it's a Western samurai show. I think that's really all you need to know. And there's also like strange sci-fi elements and weird fantasy elements. Definitely worth a watch. If that sounds like your cup of tea, it's not like, oh, this is a, a, a Western samurai show that will ch- make you change your mind about that genre. No, if, this is, if that sounds like something rad, just watch that. That's all that jumps in my mind about modern TV. Oh, here's one more thing I want to talk to you guys about, and then I'm done. My theme song. Um, someone brought it to my attention, and I I mean, I guess they're kind of right. So... The Alex Essien thong- song ends with a clip from The Honeymooners of Ralph Crandon saying, uh, bang, zoom to the moon, Alice, um, which is him threatening to beat his wife. I mean, it is. That's what's on the show. But the the power dynamic of the show is that Alice is in charge and that obviously, like, Ralph would never actually hit her. Like, the, the point is, it's this TV trope of the emasculated male and that's him kind of playing with the trope of saying like bang zoom to the moon sort of thing. But I mean, let's face it. It is, it is a reference to smells all abuse. So should I be concerned with that? I mean, is that a, cause I mean, obviously I'm anti spells all abuse. I'm anti abuse of everything. Like I'm not, I'm not a big abuse person. I mean, I, I'm not above, you know, some some fun razzing of your friends, but like, you know, generally uh, physical violence or any kind of thing, not not for me. So my theme song, is it bad? Should I think about getting a different one or going back to the old theme song, which was um, just a silly thing my friend cobbled together or no theme song? It's something to think about. And I've, I'm done thinking about it because I don't know. I don't, I'm old. I don't understand the young people. So if you're young or have a strong opinion on it, please let me know. Cause I don't really, I mean, if, again, I live in Portland where like, this is, it's a very, very progressive city and sometimes to its cost that they, a lot, there's a lot of, you know, kind of just overdoing it where it's just like, oh, just calm the fuck down with the language policing sort of thing. I mean, most of the time. Like 99% of the time, their heart's in the right place and I'm I'm on their team. But there's a little bit of like, eh, just, you know, cool it a little bit. You know, sorry if I'm using microaggressions right now. Uh, see what I did there? I was using, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's it's a minefield. Um, Yeah, so my theme song. Get back to me on that. 
That's it. I'm done. This is actually being done. Uh, I can't imagine anybody listening this far, but if you did, patreon.com slash Alex Bowen. Right now, we just did an episode of John Alex Hate Stuff. That's my other podcast where we talk about movies, and we very rarely hate them. So it's a badly named show, much like this show, which has got a terrible name. But John Alex Hate Stuff, uh, we did an episode of Six String Samurai. Weirdly enough, another Western samurai genre picture. Uh, it's John and I talking about it, and we love that movie, and it's a good episode. But it's only available on Patreon, so go there and... Try to support your starving Alex. Mm, what else do I have to tell you? That's it. I'm uh, the Alex Cast on Twitter. I'm Alex Bolin on Instagram. There's an AlexCast Facebook. Uh, that's it. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, whatever. Just, you know, whatever other shows have told you to do, do that for my show. You know, like rate review or whatever. Even though, I, I, I frankly, I don't care. I've been doing this for too long. I'm not an old grizzled veteran. Yeah, I don't need more reviews, but you know, it'd be cool if you did. Or maybe if you like my show and you haven't listened to John Alex Hate Stuff, maybe do that. That would be a cool thing. If you're like, hey, I'm too broke to do the Patreon. Um, which, by the way, five bucks a month. Come on, you can. It's a, it's a fucking cup of coffee. Help me out here. But uh, if you're too broke for that, or you just don't want to, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to blame you. Um, check out John Alex Hate Stuff because, frankly, that's a that's a good show. We do a good job on that one, and I. It's kind of annoying that, like, it has less listeners than this show, because this show often really blows. And, <laughs> like, John and Alex Hate Stuff, I've, I think we do a good job over there. So, uh, that's it. Okay, I'm done talking. That's been that. Uh, you've been you. I've been me. Thank you uh, for listening. And, um, you know, uh, you're you're great. Uh, Mibka Sensi. Uh, what did I use to close the show out with? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to say everybody's going to make fun of me for saying this. Namaste.